Al-Bayan Radio presents the following lesson from Masjid Al-Azhar, Bilmo. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. al-Rahim. Inna alhamdulillah nahmaduhu wa nasta'inu wa nasta'gfiruhu. Wa na'udhu billahi min shuroori anfusina min sayyi'ati amalina. Man yahdihi Allah falamudillalah. Wa man yudlil falan tajida lahu waliyan murshida. Wa ashadu an la ilaha illa Allah al-ahad al-qahhar. وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون Indeed all praise and thanks belongs to Allah tabarak wa ta'ala alone We seek his help, his assistance and guidance in all things He whom Allah tabarak wa ta'ala guides there is none that can misguide him And he whom Allah tabarak wa ta'ala leads astray there is none that can guide him except through the will and permission of Allah Taala alone. And I bear witness and testify that there is no deity worthy of worship except Allah and that Muhammad ibn Abdullah ibn Abdul Muttalib al-Hashimi al-Qurashi was the final messenger and prophet sent to all of mankind. O you who believe, fear Allah, fear Allah as he deserves to be feared and do not die except in a state of Islam. Do not die except that you are Muslims. Rabbish rahli sadri wa yassirli amri wahlul uqtatan min lisani yafqahu qawli. Alhamdulillah, this is lesson 10 in our reading of a tafsir. And today we will cover bi idnillahi tabaraka wa ta'ala the verse of Allah. Ihdina sirat al mustaqim. Now, Imam al Qurtubi rahimahullah who died in the year. Come on boys, it's 10, 10 lessons in. 671, close, whoever said the other one. 671, Hijri, he says, Ihdina, guide us. This is a supplication and a hope from the servant to the Lord. Imam Al-Qurtubi rahimahullah, he says, Ihdina is a supplication and a hope from the servant to the Lord. And it means lead us upon the straight path and guide us to it. And show us the path of your guidance that leads us to your closeness and pleasure. Ihdina, Imam Al-Qurtubi rahimahullah says that this is a dua, a supplication. right? And you are also hoping through this dua, what? From who? The servant. You as Al-Marboob, right? The one who comes under the Lordship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And who are you hoping this from? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it means that you are asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to lead you upon the straight path and to guide you to it and to show us the path of the guidance that leads us to the closeness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now he says that some of the scholars have stated that the, that the dua in this, in this chapter are the best dua to supplicate to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with. The dua in these chapters, like for instance, Ihdina Sirat al Mustaqim, these are from the best dua that you can make. Now Imam al Qurtubi rahimahullah, he states, and it has been said that this verse means guide us to be able to, be, to use the prophetic examples. And in the fulfillment of your obligations. 
guide us to use the sunnah of the Prophet to complete that which is obligatory upon us, that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has commanded us with. And it has been said, he says, that the foundation of this verse is to turn towards, guide us, yani, to turn towards, which in this verse would mean turn our hearts towards the truth. Turn our hearts, guide us to the straight path, turn our hearts to the straight truth, towards the truth. Imam At-Tabari rahimahullah who died in the year? 310. 310. It's not supposed to be a guessing game, yeah boys. 310 Hijri. <laughs> it says, <laughs> Guide us to the straight path. In this point of the Quran, means to us, يعني, to him, Imam At-Tabari rahimahullah, grant us the ability to remain firm upon the straight path. To remain firm upon the straight path. And he says, this is just as what was narrated by Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhuma. Imam Tabari rahimahullah later on in his tafsir of this verse, he says the strongest meaning for this verse to me is grant us the ability to remain steadfast upon that which pleases you. Grant us the ability to remain steadfast upon that which pleases you. And that which you have bestowed upon us, upon yani that which you have bestowed upon in blessings, afwan, upon your servants. That which you have bestowed upon in blessings, upon your servants, from statements and actions. That is the straight path. What is the straight path? All of what was mentioned. That which pleases Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, brings you close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us the ability to do. Inwardly and outwardly, statements and actions, this is all the straight path. The straight path. Now, he describes this path, subhanAllah, in a very beautiful way. He says, this is the path of the prophets, the truthful, the martyrs, the righteous, the path of those who have believed in the messengers, those who have held firm on the Qur'an and act upon that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has ordered and abstain from that which he calls us away to stay away from. The path of those who follow the methodology of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the methodology of Abu Bakr radiallahu an and Umar radiallahu an and Uthman radiallahu an and Ali radiallahu an May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be pleased with them all. The path of every true righteous worshipper of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Imam al-Tabari rahimahullah says that all of this is from the straight path. So literally everything that comes under the deen of that which pleases Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that which, which our salaf were upon, starting from al-Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam down, all the way to that which every true worshipper of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does, that is from the straight path. That is Sirat al-Mustaqim. So just the first part again, that Imam al-Tabari rahimahullah says, the strongest meaning for this verse to me, to him, is grant us the ability to remain steadfast, Upon that which pleases you, and that which you have bestowed upon in blessings upon your servants, from statements and actions, that is the straight path. Now, the word sirat, my brothers and sisters, in the Arabic language, is used to describe a way or a path. A way or a path. 
Imam At-Tabari rahimahullah, he says that the evident scholars, the scholars of truth, the scholars that are al-hujjah, that are evident, meaning the greatest scholars of what? Of tafsir, have all said that Sirat al-Mustaqim is the path that is clear and that has no deviations in it. What do all of the Imams of Tafsir say? That As-Sirat over here, it means the path that is clear, that is wadih, that has no i'wijaj, no deviations, no bend, no curve, nothing in it. Now, <clears throat> as for the word Mustaqim, then over here, that which has no bend and that which has no distortion. Mustaqim, the straight path. The straight path. Now, my brothers and sisters, something that is notable over here is again we have this plurality that comes in this verse. Ihdina, guide us to the straight path. Now, Ibn Kathir, rahimahullah, he mentions that this is on behalf of yourself and for the rest of the believers. Guide us, O Allah, myself and the believers. Now, there is a, another qawl which is mentioned by Ibn al Qayyim, rahimahullah, and he says that it has been mentioned. That every single part of the body, every single limb of the body, it needs to what? It needs to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it needs guidance. So every single part and limb of the body, every يعني, inch of your body, needs to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for this guidance and steadfastness upon this way. However, he says that we mentioned this to Shaykh al-Islam in Taymiyyah rahimahullah and he disliked it greatly. Sounded cool when we started, yeah? <laughs> but he said, <laughs> some people like backspace. <laughs> so Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah says that we mentioned this qawl that is it يعني, one person and it's supposed to be some plurality of every limb of his body Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah, as, according, as mentioned by Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah, dislike this very much. So the strongest position on why it's this plurality is because you are doing it on behalf of yourself and on behalf of all of the believers, all of the other worshippers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And some of the scholars have mentioned that the one who does not pray has in fact insulted and has done a disservice to every single believer who exists. You just haven't harmed yourself, you have harmed all of the believers. And they give multiple reasons because there are certain things that you ask for in, in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in the dua you make, in the tashahud, right? But from the reasons that are also mentioned is this, that you are supposed to be mentioning for all of the believers to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to guide us to the straight path. So when you don't pray, you're actually harming not just yourself, you're harming every single Muslim who exists. And when anyone else prays, then they are in fact helping you. And this is why we're supposed to encourage each other, subhanAllah, to continuously pray. Help each other. If you see your brothers slipping, especially on the salah, especially on the salah, whatever the event, wallahi, it only takes three minutes, get outside, pray, go back inside. That's all it is. That's all it is. But when you make your priorities the salah, then you will see the blessings in this world before the next. So my brothers and sisters, 
The salah is for you first and foremost, of course. But in it is a blessing for all of the believers. So remain steadfast upon a salah. And that is the key to success in this world and the next. Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah, he mentions in his book, Shifa al-Alil, he says, Al-Hidayah, guidance, is knowing the truth and acting upon it. Is knowing the truth and acting upon that truth. And he says, so whoever does not know the truth and is not acting upon the truth, is not upon the path of guidance. Subhanallah. So, what is truth? What is al-hidayah, afwan? What is guidance? Is to know the truth and to act upon that truth. And whoever does not know the truth, nor act upon that truth, is not on the path of guidance. Why this is important is because you can have all of the knowledge in the world and it cannot benefit you at times. You can have all of the knowledge, subhanallah, in your heart, memorized, read, understood, pondered over. However, if you don't act upon it, it is completely useless. Subhanallah, I was mentioning this to the brothers recently, that the kuffar, the kuffar from the Orientalists, when they sat down and they were like, okay, the next target we have is Islam. And we are going to attack Islam. And so they said, okay, we have to look at what do Muslims use as their belief system. And they came to the Quran and the Sunnah. And they said, okay, so it's easy for us to quickly reference if someone, if we read in a book, for instance, that this verse is in this chapter, we can get the Quran and we can quickly go and get the exact verse and find it. However, it's very difficult for us to do that with hadith. Because one hadith can have one wording and it can be in multiple sources and it's an extremely massive body of work. And so, subhanallah, they had to introduce a system where they could find the wording of the hadith numerically and they could go back to if you need this wording, they created an encyclopedia, it's going to be in this place and they graded, numbered and put everything down in this encyclopedia for, of theirs to find hadith whenever it's mentioned in books. So for instance, if a book was by this companion on this wording, and they'd be like, okay, to find this hadith, we look at this book. Okay, from here we know, we have to look at Musnad Imam Ahmad, we have to look at Abi Dawood, and we have to look at Bukhari. For instance, it's in three places. We have to find it. This is the way. They created, created an entire system, encyclopedia, for them to find hadith. Who were they? Kuffar, disbelievers. And what did they do? They read every single hadith that existed. In all the books that were published, they read it all. Things that me and you will die before reading, Allahu A'lam, they've read it. And then they categorized it. And they did it, subhanAllah. They knew exactly what the wordings meant. However, did it benefit them? They used it for them to attack Islam. For them to attack Islam. That's يعني, the pinnacle of having all of the knowledge but not having anything benefit you. So, hidayah is not just ma'rifatul ilm, not just knowing truth or knowing knowledge. It's not about that. It's knowing what's true and acting upon it. Because if it's devoid of one or the other, then you will have a very, very bad result. 
The opposite of what we mentioned is someone who does actions but has no clue what he's doing it upon. No clue. So for instance, he just does whatever he sees. Whatever he sees. So for instance, someone wears a, a blue eye on him, so he puts that on his kids. Why? My, you know, I saw everyone doing it. We did it as when we were kids. And then he sees a horseshoe somewhere, he puts it on his front door. Someone says something to him, he starts knocking on wood. We see it. We see it. Right? You do things which have no merit, no basis, nothing, no foundation to establish it upon. So over here, you are doing things devoid of knowledge. Without the knowledge aspect. So over here, you're still missing something in your equation. Now, hidayah is what? Knowledge and implementation. Knowledge and implementation. And that is the quote of Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah. Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah also mentions in Miftah Dar al-Sa'adah, another book of his, he says that this guidance is the greatest blessing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The greatest blessing, this guidance, al-hidayah, is the greatest blessing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can bestow upon a servant. The greatest blessing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can bestow upon a servant is al-hidayah, is guidance. And he says, and this is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has ordered us to ask for this guidance to the straight path every single day in every prayer of ours. And this is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made it obligatory upon us to read this surah in not just every prayer, not just every day, in every raka'ah of our prayer, every unit of our prayer. And your salah is not valid if you don't read the Fatiha. It's a pillar of your, your prayer if you, it's missing khalas. That is how important it is for you to continuously ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for this blessing. Because yes, blessings can be bestowed upon a person, but blessings can also be removed from a person. Blessings can be put on someone, but just as they came, they can leave. So you have to continuously ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for this, so that you are remaining upon it. Now, Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah, he says, Continuing the quote, he says, For indeed, the servant is in dire need to know the truth, that which pleases Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in every single movement of his, in that which is apparent and that which is hidden. Every movement that you have has to be upon guidance. Every action. Because if it is not, if for instance, you are just showing, if it's just that which is apparent, and you're just pretending to pray, and your heart isn't in it, then over here you haven't fixed the main part of your salah, which is what? You have to come with the first thing, which is the niyyah, the intention. You have to have that sincerity, that ikhlas. So if you are doing it as justice, yani show, then over here, your salah is yani, as useless as someone else just doing yoga. Let's just be honest. Now, Zakallah khair, wa barakallahu feek, wa ahsanallahu ilayk. And... Also, يعني, what this also means, that which is apparent, that which is hidden, the ibadat that is apparent and the ibadat that are internal as well. Okay, in Al-Fawaid, another book of Ibn Al-Qayyim, rahimahullah, he says, in ihdina al-sirat al-mustaqim is 
There is evident that for the slave there is no path to his happiness except through the steadfastness upon the straight path. He says in in Iqtidas in Al Fawaid that in Ihdin al Sirat al Mustaqim is evident that for the slave there is no path to his to his happiness except through remaining steadfast upon the straight path. Remaining steadfast except through steadfastness upon the straight path. And indeed there is no path towards the steadfastness except through the guidance of his Lord. And <clears throat> just as there is no path towards his worship except through his assistance, there is no way towards steadfastness upon the straight path except through his guidance. You can't worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala except if he, if he assists you in it. And you can't expect to be steadfast except if Allah guides you towards it. You want me to read it again? It's a bit, yeah? Okay. In ihdina sirat al mustaqim. It is evident that for the slave there is no path to his happiness except through steadfastness upon the straight path. And indeed, there is no path towards, towards steadfastness except through the guidance of his Lord to it. Just as there is no path towards his worship except through his assistance, there is no way towards steadfastness upon the straight path except through the through his guidance. Why I'm a bit all over the place. Haven't slept all night. Caught a flight this morning back to Sydney. So please excuse me. We're a bit all over the shop today. Never catch a 6 a.m. flight. Lesson for the boys. Bismillah. Now, what did some of the Salaf say about this verse? Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhumah He states as mentioned by Imam Al-Tabari rahimahullah Ihdina sirat al-mustaqim Means Instill in us The guidance to the straight path Instill in us The guidance to the straight path Ali radiallahu anhu Has stated as mentioned by Imam Al-Tabari rahimahullah Sirat al-mustaqim Is the book of Allah Sirat al-mustaqim is the book of Allah Now it has also been mentioned that this is a uh, hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. However, that is incorrect. That narration is da'if. However, what is more correct is that it is the uh, statement of Ali radiyallahu an. Jabir radiyallahu an. He says, as mentioned by Imam Tabari rahimahullah, that ihdina sirat al-mustaqim is Islam. Guide us to the straight path. Yani guide us to Islam. Muhammad bin al-Hanafiyya, who is who knows who he is? Really? Nah, come on. That would have been Muhammad bin. Right? Muhammad bin al-Hanafiyya. No? Okay. It was Muhammad bin Ali ibn Abi Talib, radiallahu an. He was the third son of Ali, radiallahu an. He was the oldest of Ali, radiallahu an's children after al-Hasan al-Husayn. After al-Hasan and al-Husayn. Muhammad bin al-Hanafiyya. He said... Rahimahullah, as found in Al-Qurtabi, إِهْدِنَ الصِّرَاطِ الْمُسْتَقِيمِ Guide us to the straight path. It is the religion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The religion that will be accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from His servants and none other than it. Yani the religion that only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepts and the religion that 
only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept and nothing other than that religion. Right? Abu Aliyah, rahimahullah, he says, as found in Al Qurtubi, he says, As Sirat al Mustaqim is the Prophet and his two companions that followed him. Sirat al Mustaqim, As Sirat al Mustaqim, what is it? He says, The Prophet and his two companions that followed him, meaning Abu Bakr and Umar. The narrator who took this from Abu Aliyah, the narrator who took this from Abu Aliyah, his name was Asim al Ahwal. Asim al Ahwal. And he was from the Muhaddithin of Basra. But what he did was he took this, and it's a big statement, right? Surat al Mustaqim is that which Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was upon, and that which, which was Abu Bakr was upon, and Umar was upon. So he took this statement. <coughs> he, he took this statement to who? Hassan al-Basri One of the greatest scholars of al-Basra And then he says That Abu al-Aliyah is saying that Sirat al-Mustaqim is a Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam And the two companions that followed him يعني Abu Bakr and Umar And Hassan al-Basri rahimahullah He replied that he has spoken truthfully He has spoken truthfully And he has given a sincere word يعني That what he has said is correct And if we look يعني, uh, very closely to the ahadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam of uh, the end times where the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam specifically said um, the hadith of follow me and I'm going blank right now عضوا عليها بالنواجد the hadith before it, the wording before it. Al Khulafa al Rashidin. Thank you. Zakallah. <laughs> Going blank. MashaAllah. And Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, Man yaish minkum ba'di, fasayara ikhtilafan kathira. Whoever lives among you will see great differing. And then he says, فَعَلَيْكُمْ بِسُنَّتِي وَسُنَّةِ الْخُلَفَاءِ الرَّاشِدِينَ Upon you is my sunnah and the sunnah of the rightly guided khalifs. عَضُّوا عَلَيْهَا بِالنَّوَاجِدِ Hold on to it with your mawla teeth وَإِيَّاكُمْ وَمُحْتَثَاتِ الْأُمُورِ And beware of newly invented matters. So over here, if we take this as well as يعني, what النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم told us to remain steadfast upon is we can add also the khulafa that came after. Uthman and Ali radiallahu anhum because they were all upon the same truth. They were all upon the same methodology. They were all upon that which the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was upon. Now Mujahid rahimahullah, he says as mentioned by Ibn Kathir rahimahullah that ihdina sirat al-mustaqim means the truth, al-haq. Now Ibn Kathir subhanallah, after mentioning various narrations of the Salaf regarding uh, sirat al-mustaqim, he says that there is nothing in these meanings that we are giving that conflicts with one another. There's nothing that conflicts with another, one another, that they are all connected to one another. So if someone says Islam, someone says Nabi Sallallahu someone says Al-Khulafat, for instance, someone says what Nabi Sallallahu left us on, which is the ones that come after this, someone says that which is true, someone says, all of it comes back to the same circle. What's true? Is there anything other than the truth in Islam is only that which is the Qur'an and the Sunnah. So they're all saying the same thing, but in different ways. So they're not like different opinions, one is wrong and one is right. No, no, no. 
They're all talking about the same thing, but different aspects of that truth. Now, Abdullah ibn Mas'ud radiallahu anhu, he mentions, as mentioned by Ibn Kathir rahimahullah, and I think we'll end it with this because it looks like we're, we're struggling with this one today, subhanAllah. Sirat al-Mustaqim is that which the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam left us upon. Sirat al-Mustaqim, wow, today's a day, huh? Sirat al-Mustaqim is that which the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam left us upon. So over here, when you are constantly asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for guidance to the straight path, then over here what you are asking for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to allow you to do is to implement Islam properly. And if you wanted to put it down on يعني, one summary, guide us to the straight path and allow us to remain firm on it and let us, oh Allah, do it in following the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Inshallah, that is that actually concludes where we're up to of Ihdina Surat al-Mustaqim. Uh, next week we'll conclude the tafsir of Surah al-Fatiha and we have to take as word Ameen and the certain issues regarding saying it out loud uh, and inshallah that will conclude our reading of Surah al-Fatiha and then we go on to Surah al-Baqarah inshallah Barakallahu feekum wa sallallahu ala nabina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam wa jazakumullahu khayran wa assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi This program was presented by Al-Bayan Radio The Voice of Ahl-Sunnah wal-Jama'ah